we have a crash priority mission for you. Multiple casualties, possibly paranormal event. Weaponized rabies, that sounds fun. Let's take a look. Like, it looks like they died of asphyxiation. On top of that, they are also heavily bruised, slashed, and scratched. One of the firemen walks away from the group and pulls you aside and says, Are you with them? I don't know what they were doing there, but he came on that. His 911 call was barely coherent, and now we can't even understand him. So you turn to look at the door, and you see Captain Care walking towards you. Uh, I take it that you're taking over this investigation then? Uh, no, not at this point. Still your investigation boss. I'm just here to provide support. It appears that these victims uh, attacked each other with shards of a smashed mirror that you see. There are seven laptops on the table. Uh, all of the screens have been smashed. The laptops look like they're entirely broken. You find one that you feel like you can resurrect. You catch a glint of blue light coming from the roof of the building. Blue light? What kind of blue light? It's like a sky blue glow. So Cindy, there is a police officer in there wearing a hazmat suit. So should I kill him and take it from him? <laughs> I mean, maybe you shouldn't be so drastic about it. So, I mean, I'm going to walk up and be like, flashing my badge and say, Hey, uh, have you uh, gotten enough uh, pictures? Uh, I mean, you can never get enough pictures, right? Well, but have you gotten pictures of all of the people? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I think uh, we're running low on uh, suits, buddy, so you might want to, you know, let somebody else in here. We, uh, we got to figure out what happened, and uh, now that we got the photos, you get back to the lab, get them developed or whatever, and uh, let's, uh, I, I, gotta, I got my partner out there that needs a suit. Ugh. Yeah, any excuse to get out of this room, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll tag team her out. Yeah, yeah, she's in the white coat out there. All right. So, as Did May, you, you just go through that wall. Oh my gosh, <laughs> could I do that? <laughs> he yeah. just bust out like the Hulk. Did he scream like I'm the Hulk, and then he jumped through the wall? No, he said, no, he oh, said oh yeah. It's yeah. well, a yeah, Kool Aid man. Uh, so yeah, as May this uh, the police photographer comes out and he takes the hood off of his hazmat suit and he says, uh, "I hear you could use one of these, and y'all are able to switch out so that you can get." I let him know well. that he's been exposed. <laughs> he looks very uncomfortable when you mention that. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right, I go in there. I guess. Okay. What do I do when I'm in there, Jeremy? Uh, so you go, uh, as you enter the building, uh, you notice next to the door the uh, center's booking schedule on a notice board and that there's only one booking for this evening. It is the inaugural meeting of the Modern Languages School of American Aclo Speakers Association, Pittsburgh Chapter. Oh, Jeremy, we're going to get eaten. 
what is an ACLO speaker? How do you spell that? So A-K-L-O. If you wanted, you can make a uh, a cult check at plus 20. So I do I see Esme come in? Um, yeah, well, if you're out in the lobby, then yes, you do. Yeah, so I moved out there. I, I'm guessing I shut the door to the room with all the bodies, and I, I sort of motion and say, yeah, you probably don't want to go in there if you want to keep what sanity you have. And then I take a beat, and I just start laughing. <laughs> and we laugh together, I think. Wild, insane laughter? Uh, no, just like a knowing laughter. Like, that we both know that, like, you know, things be real. They're trying to summon Cthulhu. Or something. You're trying to summon Cthulhu? No. Oh, wow, that was a really good occult roll. Okay. You know that Aklo is said to be an occult, possibly pre-human language, frequently used to evoke paranormal phenomena. Yogg-Sothoth? Or whatever he's calling himself now? Why are you just name-dropping? And I assume she tells me that. Yes, I tell you that these cultists are trying to summon some terrible creature. Hmm. Well, that's... that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they did summon it. Neat. Uh, I'm going to take my little infrared thing out and sweep it around a little bit to see if I see anything else in these other rooms we haven't visited yet. No, you do not notice anyone or anything Uh glowing in those rooms okay kind of in front of me there's this long dark area i don't see a door though how would i yeah there's a series of meeting rooms down there all right uh, i'm gonna try uh there we go so i'm gonna try and uh i'm gonna look in the first one so you look in these rooms uh you see a couple of smaller meeting rooms that can be easily subdivided it's one big room that can be subdivided into three separate rooms. Uh, then there mm-hmm. is a small kitchen and a lounge next to it. I assume you just want to check the rest of the building out? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, so there's a restroom uh, near the front entrance with uh, two small rooms uh, attached, or not attached to it, but near it, as well as an exercise studio then there is a small community library the reception area a small meeting room and the electrical closet well it doesn't look like there's anything else in in any of these other rooms as me just uh in this room here so they all they, they had a there were seven people i guess or six people sorry and uh seven computers that they were they were working on. So I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe one of them did get turned into a monster. Hence the seventh compute seven computers and six people. Maybe uh, it seems like they skedaddled. Okay, I saw I thought I saw a light on the top of the building. Maybe we should check up okay. there. All right, here I'm gonna grab this uh, this computer that I, I set aside. I'm gonna go grab that computer and then uh, let's head outside. I guess. So did I see a way up on the way into the building? Onto the roof? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a, uh, a ladder up to the roof in the electrical closet. Mm-hmm. Is it really public and exposed? Uh, it's, you access it from behind the reception counter. Oh, okay. So I can, so we can get up to the roof from inside the building? 
Yes. Okay. Well, that's bizarre, but let's do that. Maybe I'll leave the laptop at the reception desk then and uh, head up to the roof. Okay. You're going to the roof with them, Esme? Sure. All right. Uh, so the roof of this building, uh, it's this flat, uh, flat surface with kind of a rocky texture to it. The AC units for the building are on top of here, uh, as well as uh, some different drainage pipes and everything. Little fans. Uh, there's a small ledge around the roof, so you feel like if there had been someone or something up here that you uh, had seen earlier, they could have ducked down and hidden from you very easily. But you don't notice anything right now. Of course I don't. Why would I? And I'm going to pull out my infrared thing and look around the roof, because I assume it's dark up there. Yeah, it's dark on the roof. You don't see anything on the roof, but it does look like there's someone in the building below you now. So, so Esme, uh-huh. there was nobody downstairs when I checked with my little infrared camera, and there's nobody up here now, but now it's telling me there's somebody in the building. Uh, you can both make search checks, by the way. I did real bad. Yeah, we both did. Okay. So, uh, Esme, you actually noticed that over by the, the AC unit, there is a vent that's been pried open. I point this out. So maybe this thing heard us, and it knew we were looking for it downstairs, and then it knew we were coming up here, so it went went back down. So maybe one of us should stay up here over by that vent, and then one of us will go back downstairs. Okay. Do you want to flip for it, or do you have a preference? Ooh, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a... I don't have a preference. Um, maybe I should go down, because I've got the camera. So if it's wandering around down there, I'll, I'll be able to find it more easily. Okay. Do we have any way of communicating with each other? Uh, earbuds or walkie-talkies or something? I mean, we've got our burner phones. phones. Right? There's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I can always put it on speaker. Okay. You know? Okay. I mean, y'all could easily have, like, Bluetooth headsets if you wanted. You're both... Sure. So we've got... You're both in professions that would probably, uh, you would probably have a Bluetooth headset for your profession, for your phone. Right. So so I'm going to go back downstairs, and I assume Esme is going to stay up here. Yes. I will go and peer down into the vent. All right. So, so I'm going to walk into the reception area and then scan around to see if I see anything. So I see something over there. So down the hallway, like as you're coming out of the reception hall, you look that way and you see something that looks like a flickering blue human shape moving very slowly. But then a few seconds after you come around the corner, it's it like jumps to the side to this little alcove and stops moving. And as it stops moving, it become it it doesn't really disappear but it comes like this camouflage shaped blur it's really hard to focus on like you were kind of looking at it so you can kind of tell that there's something there but you feel like if you had just like moved your vision over it you might not have even registered that something was there but there's something there and it's i see off all right so i'm gonna tell asme what i see and i say i got eyes on this thing so i think 
you know, maybe close that vent and then uh, head on down here. Okay, I close the vent. I tell him to hold still and keep eyes on it. I'm on my way. And I head downstairs. I do is, it, is it doing anything? Uh, it just seems to be hunkered down. With my very good occult role from earlier, do, do I think this is something particular? Uh, you're not sure what this is. Um, you could, uh... Make another roll? Yeah, I mean, because that, that role earlier was for knowing what Aklo is. What, uh, what sciences do you guys know? What do we know? Um, yeah. I know my name. You know what <laughs> sciences. I know biology and chemistry. I know philosophy and robotics. Okay. Philosophy is not a science. You, uh... <laughs> You know, I, I like I've said several times, I coffeed right off of the burner sheet thing. <laughs> so if you want to say that philosophy is not a science that I should be able to have, then you gotta tell tell the people that made this game. Oh, I will. They're wrong. I will do that. <laughs> Next time we see Shane, Jeremy, remind me. So, uh, so I've got a, a, a feeling that maybe I should try and get into that computer. Maybe it has some information about whatever this thing is. Okay. Is that a is that something I can go ahead and try now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, All right. So I'm going to use my computer science. I'm going to. Is that what I should do? I'm going to draw my pistol and just stare at this thing. So Cindy pulls the the laptop out, and it seems like almost before she's even finished doing that. Uh, it it starts running away like it it's it's almost like it saw the laptop before it could and screams and runs away. I'm going to shout whatever Cindy's code name is and start running after it. Christopher. All right. I guess I put the laptop away. I mean, you haven't even fully brought it out yet. But I, I got guess. such a good computer science role, Jeremy. You did, and we'll save that because I definitely want you to look in that computer. All right, so I I put it put the computer back where I had it at the reception desk, and I run after Esme. Let's go into initiative if you guys are going to try and chase this guy down. We're just uh, chasing it. We're not killing it yet. I mean, I I think we're going to have to. I mean, Jeremy has us on this train, and he knows where we're going, so... Jeremy, are we going to have to kill this thing? If I wanted you guys to kill it, I would have had it attack you. I don't know why you think you're on a train. He just wants us to get some psychological trauma before he makes us kill it. Gotcha. Alright, so how does initiative work, bro? Uh, it's just, uh, dex order. I have 14 dex. And what's Esme have? My dexterity is 12. Cindy, what do you do? So I'm I'm behind Esme, so I'm gonna continue running. Can I can I still see the thing? Yeah, you can see it a lot better now that it's moving. It's like it's it's like an octopus. As it moves, it uh, leaves this streaky, glowing trail. All right. Well, I'm gonna just run as fast as I can toward the door, hoping maybe I can cut it off. Okay. So you're yeah, you can get to about there. Uh, Esme, what do you want to do next? I'm going to shout, wait, stop, we're not going to hurt you. Does, does that do anything? Not that you can tell. Okay. I'm shouting it as you can, as you're running. Yeah, I'm going to run, and if I can, get in front of it and try to block that door. Yeah, you're able to get around it. You've got it both between you, and it just kind of, 
it has like this weird like stretchy echoey voice that seems to come it's almost like an echo that reaches you before the source of it neat and it uh it hunkers down on the ground and starts sobbing does it say anything it's not humanoid right it seems to be a human figure it's very hard to tell what it is but the outline of it seems to be humanoid okay can we sort of shepherd it into one of the rooms maybe yeah yeah you could do that um it it will let you lead it in there it it seems to be trying to talk but you can't understand what it's trying to say can it write maybe i get out a pad of paper and a pencil and kind of like mimic like hey here's a thing you can write with would you like this so it takes it and it's kind of weird because it almost feels like it's taken from you before it's taken from you and like as it grabs it the pencil it starts glowing blue and it's almost like you can't even see it anymore and it starts like scrabbling on which which room did y'all go into uh redwood why not so yeah it starts scrabbling on one of the walls it's this like is it very is it aclo ang- jeremy yeah you know what aclo is you know what the script looks like so yes it it, it, it is definitely the Aklo script. Neat. Well, I know from previous games that I've had with you that Aklo takes like 600 years to read. So is there anything I can glean from this? Not from what he's writing. You don't understand the language. You just know enough to recognize what it is. Is it is Aklo on like Google Translate? <laughs> yes, actually it is. Well, then I pull out my phone and I flip over to Google Lens and and I say, Esme, do you know what this script is? Why, yes, I do. It's Aklo. Oh, okay. So Aklo. And then I tap the Aklo as the input language and English as the output language. And my phone magically starts telling me that it says... Well, your phone magically tells you that it doesn't recognize a language named Aklo. no. No, I'm a computer scientist. I programmed it in. Uh, I'm guessing. Mm, you point. don't. You don't know yep. the language, Aklo. You couldn't program it in. D- doesn't. It's called machine learning, Jimmy. You don't have to know things to make things work. <laughs> I'm rolling. My, so can I use my this compute my last computer science role to say that I did do this thing? No, that was for something else. And all right. Aklo is not a language that's on the internet. Well, I've... Jeremy, I can Google it right now. I'm gonna do it anyway. (laughs) I... Okay. So I couldn't figure out how to make it work on my phone, apparently. Yeah. It it is not a language that's recognized. While you're trying to find... Can I send a picture to to our handler? I mean, you could. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Uh, while you were trying to find a way to translate the language, knowing that it's Aklo, you do find the uh, Modern Languages School of America website. In the forums, there was a recent thread about that started about 12 weeks ago. That's the only mention of Aklo on that website. Uh, it does not list Aklo as a language that you can learn on their main website. But there are seven users that joined the forum, all in the Pittsburgh area, between 12 and 6 weeks ago. The last post on there says that they have reserved this meeting room for this evening. Alright, I'm going to make a note of their usernames. 
Okay. And um, are, what's sort of the general content of the, the rest of the messages? Uh, so they uh, talk about like their different language skills, talk about their personal lives and pets. Some of them post some holiday photos. What, what holiday? I guess it would... I guess if we're in September, it would be like Labor Day or something. All right. Classic Labor Day photos. Yeah. Classic Labor Day photos. <laughs> uh, then you get a message back from your handler. All it says in all caps is burn that shit now. L- like to a CD? I'm debating if I should. If I should. <laughs> he means destroy, right? That's all the text says. Yeah. All right, Esme. Um, our handlers tell us we got to wipe out this this uh, this language stuff from here. So we got to make sure we do that before we get out of here. Okay. I mean, clearly I'm burning it down is the only solution to any problem. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna maybe leave Esme here and go check the computer. Okay. I'm gonna stay here with this Sorry. creature out of time. You do that. Yeah. So I'm going to walk back to the reception desk to that computer to see what they were doing in this meeting. So as you're looking over the laptops, uh, so they're all different, but they all have uh, built-in CD burners and microphones. Uh, the screens and cases for this uh, laptop that you're looking over is smashed, and the circuitry and the hard drive seems to have damage similar to that caused by low-level EMP. Hmm. But with your computer use, you are able to resurrect it enough to see that it was running a recording and CD burning program. Hmm. If you want to try again, you might be able to recover some of that recording. If I did computer science again? Yeah. So my first role was to, like, get the computer going. And now, gotcha. You did really well on your first one, so I'll say it made this one easier. Yay. Okay. Uh, So the recording that you're able to cover is uh, you hear seven different people reciting words or phrases in English and then following it with a word or phrase in a different language, uh, which you can assume to be ACLO at this point since they were the ACLO speakers of America. You hear them, it's like conventional foreign language phrases like, hello, how are you? Please change the sheets in my room. The pen of my aunt is in the garden. Okay. Something interesting that you also notice is that the recording is three hours long. Okay. Based on uh, information on the bulletin board that Esme saw, they couldn't have been in that room for longer than two hours before Richard Gott found them. Okay, so so this is like a contact thing where there's the recording went on for too long for how long she was gone. Um, and and I'm guessing we've sort of put together that this figure seems to react very quickly to us and seems to maybe be a little bit ahead of us in time or, or, or very perceptive or something like that. So I'm going to walk back and, and tell Esme... Hey, uh, so they they were recording themselves talking, and uh, weird, because, like, you know, it went on, the recording was longer than their meeting could have been. Okay, so they've clearly created some sort of time slip. Neat. I mean, if we're going to jump right there, I suppose. I'm I, can't, I guess we're paranormal investigators, so why not? I mean, but. 
Yeah. Both feet. Was there anything at the end of the recording? Like, as you're skipping ahead, you notice that the recording seems to get faster and faster and more and more static-ridden. A few minutes before the recording ends, it rises up into a hypersonic squeal of these people talking. Indistinguishable from feedback noise. Hmm. So, it seems like the maybe the people were slowly speeding up or something while they were doing the this rosetta stone for the occult okay i i honestly not sure how that works but you know is there like a jeremy is there a room full of gas cans here there is not a room full of gas cans but there is a speaker what is that what is what there's all these things popping up on the map (laughs) Uh, things that that the, that we are now noticing, or uh, have they always been there? No, uh, they just appeared. Uh, no, those have always been there. Those are security <laughs> cameras. All right, security cam. Oh, security cam. Okay. Uh, I don't see like a security office. Maybe the staff area. Uh, we'll actually say this room that says Centennial is the uh, the security office. Well, uh, Esme, do you want me to go check out the security office, or you want to do it? I think I'm really building a rapport here with our friend out of time. I'm going to try to keep talking to it. Maybe it'll answer right, me before I, I, I ask a question. So I saw these security cameras, so so I'm going to go see if we can get a recording of, of whatever this thing looked like when it first popped up here, or whatever. So I'm going to gonna head over to the Centennial Room to, uh, to do that. I'm trying to calm this person thing down and ask it why it's afraid of computers it looks like it's trying very hard to communicate you with you very very slowly it seems to be very frustrated by the fact that it can't speak to you in a language that you understand does it know interpretive dance (laughs) (laughs) uh it it does seem to be responding to you whenever you ask it questions in English, like it understands you. Okay, so I'm going to tell it to hop for yes and squat for no. Does it understand? It's It hops. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Now I can interrogate it. So I ask, can you stop the time thing? Uh, it squats and starts crying. Oh no! It's okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Alright, um, does it know how to get back to this time? Uh, it squats again and s- starts crying even more. <laughs> oh no. Okay, let's let's go to something uh, easy. I, I think it's probably gonna be a little while <laughs> before <laughs> it's it's very upset. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to soothe it as best as I can. Make that psychotherapy roll. So this guy is going to calm down, but it's going to be a few minutes. You're basically just having to wait it out. Alright. So Cindy, what are you looking for in the security room? I'm looking at recordings, trying to see maybe uh, if I can scroll back to when the group first arrived. So you're... You're, like, going backwards through the tapes? I guess so, yes. I'm scrolling backwards through the tapes. Uh, so as you're watching backwards through the tapes, you see you and Cindy walking around. 
uh, you see what looks to be like a blue artifact in the lenses wander around a little bit with you guys. Uh, you see the police officers coming in and out of the room. Uh, you see Got find the body. Then you, s- like, ten minutes before he f- uh, he finds them, you see all of all seven of the people that were in that room uh, walk over to this area of the reception desk, and they push something into a slot in the wall, and then they walk back to the uh meeting room okay so i see like so so moving backwards in time i see security guard like leaving to like go like you know having like finding the body and then leaving to like call the police or whatever right and then sometime before then i see this all seven people drop something off at reception so that happened sometime before he they found all them got killed Yes. And then he found them. Okay. And then they walk back right. into the room. And then a couple hours before that, uh, they all arrive. Not at the same time, just over the course of like 15 mm-hmm. to 30 minutes. So so if you had to like, uh, if you were looking at these people and you had to say what club they were a part of in high school, what, <laughs> what club would they be a part of? Well, they're all different ages. Um and none of them really fit a particular mold. It's also grainy security footage. But you've okay. seen what these people look like while they were laying on the ground, so... Well, well, but did I really? Because it sounded like they looked pretty effed up. Well, so, yeah, they did. That's true. You know. Uh, okay, well, <sighs> I'm gonna go check the, the slot. You see 730 faded MLSA insignia stamped packages in the building's mail drop chute. Alright, I'm gonna pull them out. They are addressed to Anthony Hash, Charles Skaggs, Louis uh, Louis Wangzu, uh, Mabel Lively, Georgia Ratcliffe, Teresa Hornback, and William Kalk. Okay. Do any of those names mean anything to me? I don't believe so. I don't believe those names mean anything to you. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna, I guess, pick up the envelopes and then walk back to the Redwood room. So do you walk into this room with an armful of these packages, or do you just uh, put them in your bag? That is what I said I did. Okay. I just got the packages. Esme, you're uh, there comforting the the man. Uh, He seems to be kind of coming around. Cindy walks into the room with these packages in arms, and he starts, like, gesturing towards her and uh, sobbing and crying and wailing again, like, pointing at the packages. Do you want a package? Cut for yes, squat for no? Uh, he squats and squats and squats and squats. Okay, okay. Do you want us to specifically not have the package? Is it dangerous? He, he points at Cindy and then points at a table. Will you put the packages on the table, please, Cindy? Okay, I do that. Uh, he walks over near there and looks at them and then points at one and then, like, points at himself. Okay, which one is his? Uh, it's the one that says Anthony Hash. Is your name Anthony? He squats. 
Or I'm no, I'm sorry, he hops. <laughs> okay. He does both. He does both. Okay. Should we open this? He shakes his head vigorously while squatting. Um Should we destroy this? Uh, he hops up up and down, up and down, up and down. Okay, would burning right, I'm gonna take the would... I'm gonna take the envelope that envelope away. Okay. And I'm gonna open it in the hallway. Okay. Okay, we're we're gonna destroy that stuff, okay? You don't need to worry. Do we need to destroy all of these? Uh he he keeps on hopping. Uh uh, so inside the package, it is like this Welcome to Learning Aklo package. Uh, it It's kind of like form-filled sort of thing. Like you feel like it was a substitute language name here about all of the great things that you can do by learning language. It's got some pamphlets in there for learning the language as well as a CD. All right, I uh, I take the CD and I pocket that. <laughs> okay. And uh, I don't know, I uh, put the envelope like on the ground. Do all the others look very similar? Yeah, they all have this uh, official looking MLSA stamp on it. All right. Uh, I guess I'll gather up the rest of them and, and take them out of that room. Okay. Do we know what MLSA stands for? Yeah, it's the uh, Modern Languages uh, School of America. Okay. Uh, you learned from its website that it's a correspondence school that teaches foreign languages through CD, textbooks, and postal examination. Okay. All right. So I put them all in the hallway, and I come back in, and I talk to Esme. I'm like, well, well, I guess these guys were trying to get more people to learn this language. So they were mailing off these uh, these things to people, I guess. Is that what happened, Anthony? Uh, he just starts crying. Okay, Anthony, I need you to help me out here. What do we do with you? Uh, he just starts squatting over and over again. joining us again here at Queso. Um, got some good news. The podcast is finally up on iTunes now, as well as Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So if you wouldn't mind going over there and liking it, subscribing it, or leaving a review or anything, that helps podcasts reach out to new listeners and everything especially here at the beginning so i would appreciate it much so would tabitha and john uh you can still find john's essays and research at jonathancush.com uh you can get uh special commissions or look at tabitha's artwork and her uh patterns and everything at her quiet nova store on etsy um, you can still find my novel up on Amazon. Um, you know, and again, all of that information is going to be down in the description of the episode if you want to see a link to any of that. Uh, our intro and outro song was Mission Ready by Ketza. And don't forget that you can reach us at membersofksl at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to get any sort of feedback. Or if you have a letter or anything, uh, love reading that sort of stuff. So just reach out to us. And uh, yeah, that's everything I got today. 
I'll let y'all get back to the investigation and we'll be seeing you. So, Cindy, uh, as you been, so you were gonna go gather up the rest of the packages, right? Oh, I put them all outside, outside in the room, uh, on the hallway. So, when you bent over to drop them down with the other package, the CD like drops out of your pocket as you're bending over, and just so happens to fall into the package which just so happens to fall over and reseal. Ah, uh, all right. We should definitely burn those. So I, I go into Esme and be like, these are magic packages. And I'm not talking <laughs> about... <laughs> and I'm not talking about, you know, weird stuff. I'm talking about weird stuff. Like with a, you know, a, a weird... Weird with a Y. That's right. You heard it first. We should probably so, burn them. All right. Well, should I burn them inside this building? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, um maybe take them out into an I, alley or something. Where... Well, you know, I live here, so I could. We could take it to my burn pit in my house. Oh yeah, the burn pit that everyone has because that's normal. <laughs> Let's take it to your burn pit. Yeah, I got me a burn pit here, here in Pittsburgh city limits. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. We I've seen take lots those, of houses with burn pits. We should take those laptops. I don't know why you? And like, I don't think we burn should. Those two, no, right? I don't think we should burn laptops. That sounds like a bad idea. Why do you think I have a burn pit? But, oh my god! I'm a computer scientist. <laughs> I burn all of my electronics. Okay. That's why my intelligence is so high. Right. <laughs> okay. My uh, burn pit is in my basement, of course. Of course. That's where all good burn pits go. Of course it is. So, uh, hey, do you want to come to my house? I say to the little creature thing. The little creature thing. Well, wow. It doesn't have a fucking name, does it? Jesus. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. Anthony the tank engine. Fine. <laughs> um, I tell, I ask Anthony if he wants to come to my house. He kind of just squats. Do you want to come to my house? He squats again. <laughs> Do you want to go to a hospital? He squats again. Do you want to go to your house? He, he hops. Okay. He wants to go to his house. Can you... But we don't know where his house is. We will figure it out. Do you live here in Pittsburgh? He hops again. Okay, that narrows it down from the rest <laughs> of the entire world. Okay, so... Um, so can... I put up my hand to Esme and I say, Hold on, we'll go neighborhood by neighborhood. There's only 90 of them. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So in the interests of John having to not play um, 26 minutes ago... Why don't we pick up the mystery of Anthony and how to get him back 
in, in his home and time uh, next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's we need to go throw these in the burn pit. <laughs> the burn pit. The burn pit. It's just a normal house thing. You guys are <laughs> acting all weird about it. A normal house I've, thing. I've seen like a hundred houses and like definitely some of them have burn pits in them. Yeah. Many, so, yeah. For yeah. sure. Are they like it's oil not, drums? It's a regular thing. I mean, where I lived in Ohio, we had a permanent bonfire spot, but I don't feel like that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think you're yeah. supposed to burn things in city limits. <laughs> I mean, that maybe that's different city by city, but I would think no, that... No, I mean, it, like, in, in total seriousness, there are fire pits in, like, many houses in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's got to be enclosed. I love but... how this is the thing we're debating. <laughs> 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 Out of everything from this session, this is the thing we're debating. Yeah. The burn well, I mean, it's important to know that, you know, the regulations are such that we are within, you know, feasible reality to be able to burn stuff in our houses. Okay. I feel like most fire pits are outdoors now, like in well, the backyard. I mean, I, 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 mine is not actually in my basement. That was, that was for the, for the walls, you know. <laughs> my, mine is in the outdoor part of my house, which is what we call outdoor. Okay. <laughs> I need psychotherapy to try to soothe someone who's crying. Mm -hmm. This game is bullshit. Your bedside manner is just not very good. <laughs> nope. So why'd you roll surgery? John? You know, I, 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 you know, I thought it might be handy. Yeah. To try yeah. and do surgery so, cool. on the cameras. 